Today on Good Morning Grand Rapids, four hurt after shooting at Blue Bridge in downtown Grand Rapids. Recapping the weekend's tributes to 9-11 in West Michigan and how a railroad strike could send food prices soaring. Good morning, Grand Rapids. Today is Monday, September 12th, and this is episode number 13 of the Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast, bringing you a quick news update for the greater Grand Rapids area every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Stay tuned for today's news. Good Morning Grand Rapids is produced by InPhase Media, a Grand Rapids-based podcast production agency. InPhase Media produces podcasts in sync with your business goals and values in order to create a podcast that can increase brand awareness, strengthen community relationships, and drive business growth. Go to InPhaseMedia.co to learn more about what a podcast could do for your business. Grand Rapids police are trying to figure out what led to a shooting Sunday morning that hurt four people. Officers responded to the Blue Bridge in downtown Grand Rapids around 3.15 a.m. Sunday after hearing several gunshots nearby. Upon arrival, police found what they described as a large disorderly gathering, and they found four adult victims who were suffering from non-life-threatening injuries. Officers currently do not know what led to the situation, but the investigation is still ongoing. Anyone with information is asked to contact the Grand Rapids Police Department or Silent Observer. Sunday, September 11th marked the 21st anniversary of the 9-11 attacks. And despite pouring rain in some areas, organizers throughout West Michigan still paid respect to the lives lost on September 11th, 2001. In Grand Rapids, the Boy Scouts of America led the community on their 9-11 Community Day of Remembrance and Scout Salute, an all-day event at the Gerald R. Ford Presidential Museum. The salute took place across the state of Michigan. According to the Boy Scouts of America's website, the salute took place across the state of Michigan including Muskegon, where the same salute happened aboard an historic World War II warship. In the city of Lowell, the 28-year-old lifelong resident Jake Davenport continued a tradition he began last year by placing thousands of American flags in front of the city's Riverwalk stage. Davenport said, quote, I had participated in the Boy Scout 9-11 salute down at the Gerald Ford Museum for the last several years. I decided I wanted to do something here. It's bigger than myself. It's bigger than any one person. It's about remembering that we won, who sacrificed, who passed away on 9-11, and everyone who's given up so much for the sake of others. On Saturday, the 12th annual memorial stair climb held at the LMCU ballpark was attended by over 300 people and raised more than $26,000. First responders, military members, and the public honored the 343 firefighters who lost their lives 21 years ago on 9-11. Those who attended walked around the LMCU ballpark four times, symbolizing the 110 flights of stairs New York City firefighters took to save others. Plainfield Fire Chief Steve McKellar said, 
Quote, it's a privilege and an honor to honor the fallen firefighters to remember their commitment and sacrifice to this great nation that we have. The event raised more than $26,000, including major donations from both organizations and individuals. The nation's supply of food could take a hit if railroad workers go on strike, driving up prices at the grocery store and limiting U.S. grain exports to country facing famine. As soon as September 16th, 115,000 freight rail workers could walk out if they cannot reach a new contract with railroads, potentially shutting down the national rail network that transports 20% of all grain shipments. Although unions want to avoid a strike, and Congress does have the power to block a strike, the U.S. food sector is rattled by the idea of a national railroad shutdown in the middle of peak harvest season. Lee Sanders, Senior Vice President of Government Relations and Public Affairs at the American Bakers Association, says that even a short-lived interruption could, quote, create a devastating ripple effect, adding, Rail-dependent facilities would be unable to receive materials and ingredients, and millions of Americans a day would be unable to receive the baked goods they rely on to feed themselves, their families, and their communities. Already, soaring food costs, which agricultural groups blame partially on existing railroad disruptions, have hit American families at the grocery store. As of July, grocery prices had risen 13% over the previous year, the largest annual increase in more than four decades, according to Labor Department data. But U.S. rail workers could legally strike as soon as September 16th after the White House-appointed Presidential Emergency Board released recommendations last month meant to bring railroads and unions closer to a deal. Five unions have reached tentative agreements with railroads on a contract based on the Presidential Emergency Board's recommendations calling for 24% raises over five years and back pay, but doesn't address workers' concerns about long hours and limited time off. But the bulk of rail workers belong to unions that haven't struck a deal. And a recent online survey from grassroots group Railroad Workers United found that more than 9 in 10 railroad workers would vote to reject the Presidential Emergency Board recommendations and go on strike. If workers do vote for a strike, Congress would likely intervene to block it, and they could then vote to fast-track a new contract. Railroads, retailers, growers, and other industries are largely urging lawmakers to simply implement the terms laid out by the Presidential Emergency Board, but some business groups are worried about the prospect of a slow congressional response to a rail walkout. Eager to avoid more economic disruption just before November, the Biden administration is pushing unions and railroads to secure an agreement before the issue comes before Congress. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh joined a negotiation session Wednesday before the National Mediation Board. A White House official said, quote, We are confident the parties will make every effort to negotiate in good faith towards a mutually acceptable solution, and we urge both sides to do so promptly. This has been episode number 13 of the Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast, bringing you a quick news update for the greater Grand Rapids area every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. To stay up to date on the latest news, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform and find us on Instagram at Good Morning Grand Rapids. 
The Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast is produced by InPhase Media, a Grand Rapids-based podcast production agency. InPhase Media produces podcasts that can help your business increase brand awareness, strengthen community relationships, and drive business growth. Learn what a podcast could do for your business at InPhaseMedia.co. And thank you for listening to the Good Morning Grand Rapids podcast.